0: Hi everyone, welcome to 5 Ps in a Pod. This show will pique your interest and spark your curiosity on themes ranging from corporate hacks, productivity, life experiences, to wellness and growth. Learning how to learn effectively how to discover what your type is, what your strengths are, is one of the most powerful skills any human can learn. I think cultivating this valuable skill of learning fast and effectively serves as a force multiplier on almost everything you'll do. I 100% agree with that. As a proudly curious lifelong learner, I'm always interested in ways to improve my learning process. This episode, is an attempt to outline different techniques and approaches which we have learned and tried over time. In addition to our podcast, we'd highly recommend the course, learning how to learn as a profoundly insightful course. And from there, we unashamedly stole the title for this podcast. All right, so let's start with the first technique that is emotional engagement in learning. Emotions, intuitions and introspections are the foundations of learning. Dismissing those as irrational is a significant miscalculation. There is literally no aspect of learning that doesn't involve emotions. In fact, the emotional component is the largest constituent of any type of learning. To break this down further, we can broadly categorize emotions as positive and negative. Recent studies have found that negative emotions such as anxiety, stress, and fear pin down our focus onto the threat. They merely narrow our focus on a particular aspect. However, positive emotions are one of the most indispensable components of learning. The broaden and build theory by Barbara Fredrickson is worth mentioning as positive emotions allow us to see the holistic big picture. So, can we say that positive emotions play a role in building connections, thinking out of the box and developing resilience? Yes, of course. This defines the statement, if people do well, they feel good. A better way to say this is, if people feel good, they do well. So to sum it up, creating a positive environment acts as a fuel to the process of learning. So would you like to add something? Great. This brings me to the second technique called the Pareto Principle, or simply put, the 80-20 rule. It says that 20% of your effort gives you 80% of results. Learning is a process of information compression. When there's so much to learn and so little time, one needs to prioritize visually. Put the most important thing at the top. When you're done with that, the next thing on the list becomes the next most important thing. That way you'll only have a single next most important thing to do at a time. And that's enough. A very valuable skill which is often underrated is learning when to give up on certain things and when to move on. So you mean the core idea of this principle is simplifying and compressing, right? Exactly. Okay, so as a student, how can we implement this? Okay, so the idea is to write the main points of the lesson in less than 10 minutes. Often, under immense pressure and time constraint, one automatically identifies the most important concepts. A Pareto approach is to truly understand the high-level picture, what will help you understand other things, what set of ideas matter to you, and which goals would have the greatest impact on your life. When you excel in 20% of the tasks that contribute to 80% of your results, you never stop learning and growing. This reminds me of another important skill that is asking questions. Yes, asking questions is a skill. Most people don't even perceive as a skill worth cultivating. I personally learned really well from other people. And my go-to tool for this is to ask questions. Asking questions is about bringing curiosity into action. Curiosity begins with a thought, typically followed by a question, and the ultimate result is a lot of learning. Questions are indeed a powerful tool, a key which can unlock many doors, a key to yourself and the world. A pro tip would be to volunteer your own examples and ask whether they are suitable. Very right. I believe that learning is a very personal process. In addition to the point you made, I'd further recommend start by asking questions to yourself. It can help you identify who you are, what excites you, what activities bring you the most joy. Learning involves significant cognitive labor and it's always easier to learn stuff that genuinely intrigues you. Another incredibly valuable learning technique is paraphrasing. I'm saying this as I've done that. It contributes to a much more active learning process by creating a feedback cycle that highlights error and clarifies confusion immediately. I agree. So now I'm gonna use two heavy words which may seem very complicated, but are super simple to understand and implement. Constructionism and Instructionism. In very simple words, constructionism and instructionism are names for two approaches to educational innovation. The approach of instructionism is inclined towards how we instruct students. It sees people as empty vessels to be filled with knowledge given the right instruction by the right teacher, at the right time, of course. Constructionism, on the other hand, implies learning by doing. According to Seymour Packard, the best way for children to learn is through constructing their own mental models of the world around them. And the key to helping them do this is by making learning an active and engaging process. Learning isn't something that happens to us. It's something we actively do. It's a process of reconstruction rather than mere transmission. Moving next, active recall and spaced repetition is another great technique that has really worked for me. Yes, I can't agree more. Active recall is an amazing learning strategy. Research has shown that rather than repetitively trying to top up our long-term memory with the same information, we remember more when we try to actively recall information out of our long-term memory. The psychology literature suggests that the harder your brain has to work to retrieve information, the more likely that the information will be encoded. Talking about spaced repetition, the technique involves spacing your revision and reviewing topics, ideally by active recall, at specific intervals over a period of time. The way that our memory works is that if we do a little bit of something every day over a very long period of time, that's far more likely to end up in our long-term memory. However, if you do a burst of work, that's not going to stick to your long-term memory. And that's how spaced repetition works. Inculcating these techniques of active recall and spaced repetition can significantly impact our learning process positively. So, that's it for today. Hopefully, the ideas we have outlined in this podcast can serve as some useful starting points and prompts. If you like this episode, it would mean a lot to us if you subscribe to the podcast. We'd love to hear your perspective on effective learning if your methods and philosophy differs from ours. Write to us at 5p's in a pot 44 at the rate gmail.com. To hear more from us, stay tuned. Bye bye.